Welcome to In the Hot Seat with the Tenney Group. I'm Spencer Tenney. It's good to be with you. Today, I'm very excited about our guest, Todd Kosha, CEO and founder of CrownSource Incorporated. Todd, welcome to the hot seat. Hey, it's good to be here, Spencer. All right, before we heat things up, why don't you just take 20 seconds, tell us about CrownSource and the work that you guys are doing there. Great. Well, we're a procurement technology solutions company. We deliver a lot of savings uh, programs to companies of all sizes, whether they have a fleet of one or whether they manage a fleet of a thousand. Um, we're doing a lot of really cool things within the industry, whether it's in the trucking industry or really across 14 different transportation and specialty fleet industries. So a lot of exciting things going on at CrownSource these days. Well, I'm excited to dive in here. Inflation, record high, but does that mean that we still are, have to pay as much as everybody else? Maybe not. We're going to find out here with Todd here in just in just a moment here. So, we'll let, but, so let's start here. Why CrownSource? What, what need were you solving? When did you start the company and, and where are you at right now? Yeah, so we formed CrownSource four and a half years ago, launched about four years ago. And really it was designed um, to help the small guy out. If you, you know, we all know in this, in the trucking industry, especially uh, the vast majority of companies are owner operators to companies that operate a fleet of about 80 power units. And so when we initially built uh, CrownSource, it was really to utilize the aggregated buying power of our group purchasing side of our organization to negotiate deep national account discounts on behalf of companies who really don't have that buying power to do that. But in addition to that, we've created procurement technology, basically what we call an Amazon-like marketplace, but built specifically for transportation and specialty fleet uh, companies. And so we basically pass along these deep discounts across anything an organization would need to uh, purchase to save them money that they typically can't do on their own. So uh, that's really why we formed this. We started in the trucking industry four years ago. As I mentioned, we're across 14 different transportation and specialty fleet industries because there's been so much interest and obviously so much demand for companies uh, not only to, to save money on the products they purchase every day, but to manage their spend more efficiently and effectively. And that's really where our procurement technology comes in uh, because it's really designed to streamline, standardize, standardize and automate a company's purchasing. And so uh, it, while we formed it for the small guys, what we found, Spencer, is that large fleet companies, thousand truck companies, um, you know, 25, 30 multiple, you know, locations, multiple locations, multiple buyers, multiple suppliers being purchased across all these locations. We have found that we have saved those organizations as much as we have the small guys. We've just uncovered those savings in other ways because what we typically find in large fleet organizations are, are, are a significant price disparities from one location to another to the tune of about as much 22%. And so when we uncover those, uh, those opportunities or those savings assessments through no-cost savings assessments we do, we can really uh, rationalize that and clean that up and then pass along that, uh, that, that um, eliminating variation um, you know, opportunities through technology. So again, it's a long-winded answer, but, but whether you're one truck company, you're going to get access to deep discounts. If you're a thousand truck company with multiple locations, you're going to save. You're just going to save in a little bit different way. And that's what's really been exciting because we really have something for everyone. Well, I think this is really interesting. This is where our worlds intersect. I mean, there's so many folks, first-time buyers that are getting into the market because they're, they're just getting crushed in terms of, you know, relative to the competition because they have no buying power. 
And so, and it, so they're they're going to acquisitions to try to enhance their buying power. And what you know what what's happening here through through crowdsource is that it's just another tool in the toolkit to try to level that playing field. Now, what I want you to do, you mentioned this, but I want you to unpack this because this the, there's so many companies that meet this profile. They have multiple terminals across the country, and there's no centralized element of buying, and so there's all kinds of inefficiencies. So, tell us about a time where you had maybe someone that came to you and they said, hey, this is our issue. Nobody, the left hand's not talking to the right hand. What was the cost and what inefficiency was that creating for the business in that scenario? Yeah, um, there, there's several, yeah, there's been several large fleet companies that when they've heard our story, uh, companies like Navajo Express, companies like Well, companies like GLS, um, when they heard our story, they're like, you know, Todd, you probably, we probably have better buying power. I'm not sure you're going to be able to save us money, but you really hit on a sore subject of ours because we really don't understand what our terminals or what our different locations are truly buying across, you know, the millions of products that are available in the marketplace. And so my guess is through your technology, you might be able to help us save or streamline some inefficiencies that we have. And that's really how we got into this business of working with large fleet companies. And what we did is what we do at Large Fleet Company, Spencer, is we do we start everything off with a no fee savings assessment. We identify a lot of different uh, areas across their organization that they need to purchase products to manage their fleet and their operations. We typically with Large Fleet Companies start with what we call indirect items. It's those low cost, low preference items, but those low cost, low preference items equate to about 80% of the purchase order volume within a Large Fleet organization. Okay, it may only be 20 to 25% of their spend, but it's significant. And the bigger you are, the more that adds up. And most organizations, they just don't have an understand an understanding of what's going on with that because they're more focused on, on the other issues that they have within their industry or, or tires or fuel or things of that nature, which they should be. We get that. And that's really where we have found our niche with these companies from 100 trucks to thousands with multiple locations because uh, we, we really become that extension of their team most of these organizations don't have a dedicated procurement team. They'll have fleet managers, and they, they all do well at what they do, but that's not a core procurement best practice um, uh, portion to their business, okay? And so most organizations look at procurement as purchasing products and paying for products, but we look at it as really a nine-step process from, from doing savings assessments to sourcing products to analyzing benchmarking and spend and and doing a lot of different things to really ensure that they're buying the be the right products from the right suppliers at the right time uh, that's being shipped at no charge to their doorstep. And to do that with high quality products from market leading suppliers, and that's really what we do for these companies. And so when we do this, uh, everything that uh, folks to these large fleet companies had suspected they would find, they found. Like I said, we're seeing up to 22% price disparities in a lot of these large companies because they buy from multiple suppliers, from multiple different buyers, um, just it's really, it's what I'd call chaos. And so we really help uh, organize and, and, and clean that up, if you will. So, so let's quantify that because I, I wanna try to make the connection to um, protecting and building business value, which is where I live. So let, let's just say 22% on a business that has 500 trucks on that, on that spend. Can you quantify that for us? That's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars are spending a year in these product categories. So when you can save, and we're saving as much as 32 to 48% in a lot of these indirect supplies. So when you just look at that component, this is, 
This is tens of thousands, if not as much as hundreds of thousands for some of these larger plate companies. We like to say this is just like picking up a, it's like finding a dollar on the street when you walk by because, because it's, it's just a nice surprise that they have to do very, very little work. These are, these are products that they can typically buy from any organization. When they see the market leading suppliers we have on our platform, oftentimes they're purchasing for them in some of their locations. So there's not a lot of behavior change. This is really one of the biggest concerns people have. How is this gonna change how my buyers buy today? And it really doesn't. We're putting them in a position to buy from market leading suppliers just at lower price points than they get today. And then to drive that consistency from one location to another because today they're not paying that same price for like items at, at each location. So it's, it's what we call free money. Before we get to a lot of what we call more direct products like our parts and tires and, and fuel and oil and coolants, those are things we do more for larger fleets on a customized basis to best meet the needs of that organization and their local area. But, but so quantifiable, I mean, it ranges based off of how many locations they have, how many buyers they have, but it can be tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars of money they can save every year without really compromising quality or, or anything in their purchasing process. So you mentioned best practices. I want to I wanna just slow down here for a minute. When you think of the, the most elite, call it the top 2%, organizations within trucking and logistics when it comes to procurement what are the what let's let's just talk about two or three practices that set them apart that really put them at an elite level relative to their peers yeah that's a great point uh question uh number one is is really identifying all of the products that meet the needs of that specific local organization across all the product categories they purchase that truly meet the needs for that organization to streamline and standardize it. I use those words a lot, okay? Today, we have over 4 million products on our e-commerce marketplace. Procurement best practices would not tell you to have 4 million products on the marketplace. The reason why we do that is because we have thousands of companies accessing that every day, and they, and they need to have availability and options, right? But when we work with larger fleet companies, a procurement best practice would be to minimize, I'll give you an example, copy paper. You should have one box of copy paper. You shouldn't be purchasing 15 different types of paper, okay? And that's a very basic example, but essentially best procurement practices are gonna identify by every product category, what are the right products that we need to have and how can we streamline, standardize, uh, and eliminate a lot of the unnecessary variation we do? Because when you do that, you now have the ability to negotiate with the particular suppliers more efficiently and effectively. And then you're, getting, you're basically lowering the cost of goods because uh, again, you have that buying power to negotiate and focus on one product. So what we find in uh, larger organizations is they might have 2000 products on the marketplace that specifically meet the needs across all of these categories. So that's number one, is really dividing what we say, create a master product catalog for your organization that meets the specific your needs. What that does, Spencer, is it eliminates a lot of rogue and unnecessary spending. We typically see anywhere between four and 10% a product purchases being, um, you know, being acquired by a company that really go off contract. And so, so that's number one. Number two is really how do you manage your spend on the front end, not on the back end? We routinely see companies either not doing approval processes of products that they purchase, or if they do, they do uh, pr uh, approvals on invoices before they pay for the product. And, and that's fine, but it really, it really isn't because 
once you've purchased the product and you've consumed it, what are you going to go back to the supplier with? Hey, I, I, I shouldn't have purchased that or I paid the wrong price or whatever. There's really not a whole lot you can do. Our technology has built-in pre-purchase approvals. So we believe that every single purchase order that's generated uh, by a buyer should be approved by a leader. And our technology has the ability to have multiple uh, 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 approvers, if you will, based off of purchasing spend limits. And so when you do that, you have the ability to, again, eliminate and manage that, that unnecessary spend, to eliminate and, and manage that, that rogue spending more efficiently and effectively. And it allows you to ensure that you are paying the right price, it's being delivered to the right location, and all of those things before you actually purchase the product. And so that would be the second piece um, to have those pre-purchase approvals. And then on the back end, really managing your spend efficiently and accordingly. Our technology platform does a three-way audit. So it matches the price, it manages the quantity, it manages you know, when it's being shipped to. So um, these are really important things because most people, once they purchase the product, half the time they don't even know if it's being delivered to their organization. Um, and, and chances are it is, but um, is it being consumed? Is it being inventory the right way? So by, by having a technology platform that incorporates really those nine steps that I, I quickly addressed at the front end, a procurement best practices, it, it does the work for you. And so um, those are things that we routinely see. It's one thing to make sure you have a good price on the product that you're purchasing, but to, to have the, the right product catalogs that drives the guaranteed compliance to those products, uh, that you're managing your spend efficiently and effectively through technology, and then the back-end auditing and reporting. Those are really things that, that really help um, organizations save more money and manage it and sustain it. It's one thing to get a good price, or am I, am I sustaining that price? Am I really realizing that price for the ongoing uh, basis? And, and that's what we do at Crowdsource to ensure that organizations are doing that. A couple more questions. Um, and one, a, a little bit of a wild card. So, so I'm, you know, differing opinions, we're heading into a recession. Uh, let's just assume that we are, and we might be there for a bit. Um, what, what advice would you give specific to this? Because, you know, some people, you know, they, they, they prepare for the worst and they, and they kind of overcompensate when it comes to their spins. So, so what advice would you have for trucking logistics business owners coming into a potential recession as it relates to procurement? Yeah, that's a great question. You know what I and I've been I've been in procurement for 24 years, and we've done and I've done it personally in multiple industries. And there's one that there's one common denominator that I've seen when it comes to this question. When times are good, people don't really focus on their spend. Okay, everyone's focusing on how can I continue to drive top line revenue, and and spend is typically not a top priority. When we move into the situation in the current landscape we're in today with rising costs. Um, uh, with, with, you know, freight not moving at the, at the levels that they used to be. People, um, the people now always, typically that's where they look to say, how can we cut back on our spend? How can we cut back on um, saving more money to be able to, to uh, continue to keep our profit margins where they need to be? And so in this time, there's probably never been a better time, okay, than to work with CrownSource. And I, I don't want this to come off as like a sales pitch, but really getting your arms around this, most organizations don't do this. Again, we're working with $300 million a year companies, 40 locations, and, and they had no idea that the disparities that they have and how we can really help support them 
And what that's going to do in times like this is it's, it's really that, that bottom line. We're here to, to improve their bottom line when times are tough. Because when times are good, people focus on revenue. We're here to always be that, that cost reduction and cost management arm to an organization. Because at the end of the day, that should always be a primary focus. Most organizations either don't have the resources, the expertise, or the time to do it. And that's really where it become an extension of their team. So I would say right now, there's never been a better time to get your arms around it and start identifying. At the very least, you know, work with an organization like us to do an assessment and identify if there are opportunities. Maybe there won't be, and if there's not, great. We always like to say, Spencer, if you do a savings assessment with us, we're gonna give you an answer. It's gonna be great news. It's either great news, you're really got your, your, your organization in good shape, or great news, we can save money. And that's not always a great news, but there's always a good outcome to that piece. Well, so that, I love that, that would be my answer to that question. Well, I, I'm so appreciative of you coming on and providing these insights because it is so timely for our uh, friends in this industry, particularly those who are really sensitive about protecting all that they've built in terms of business value within their company. So thank you for being here. Last question here. We, we talked a little bit about some Nebraska footballs that we were getting on here. <laughs> and I'm, I'm worried about you. Uh, you clearly, you're not you too impressed. Uh, clearly, you're not too impressed with Coach Frost right now. So if you had your pick of the entire litter of all available collegiate coaches to take the Huskers to Ooh. a potential national championship, who would you select? Ooh. Well, I mean, the, the no-brainer would be Nick Saban, but Nick Saban's not leaving Alabama to come to Nebraska. Uh, but that that's who I would take, right? I mean, you, you talk about a, a guy who has been successful everywhere he's been. And, and why? Because he focuses on fundamentals. He focuses on discipline. Uh, it's a consistent product week in and week out, year in and year out. It doesn't matter the location or the, or, or the, or the school he's at. Uh, he's just a winner. And, and I like to apply that. It's no different than in the business. I'm a former college athlete. And so much of what I took from my college basketball career, I bring into what I do running businesses. Because it's about discipline. It's about fundamentals. It's about consistency. It's about delivering a product that you know you can repeat over and over and over. And Nick Saban does that, right? I mean, there's a handful of great coaches out there. Um, we had one for 30 years or 25 years at Nebraska with Tom Osborne, and we got spoiled for 35 years with, with Bob Devaney before that. You've had great times at Texas. I know that, too. And we're all searching for that next Nick, Nick Saban. I don't know where they're out, where they're at. But uh, yes, yes, oh, we, we are. Need one. <laughs> we need one. Too. Hey, well, Todd, thank you so much for being here. That's going to do it for us in the hot seat. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.